Thank you, Brother Rawl. Uh, Noah, if you could give, some me, uh, give me some more, um, uh, whatever it's called here, uh, what's this thing called? Monitors. That will be a blessing. Judges, uh, chapter 16, if you will. I want to thank you for being in church and uh, uh, feeling or uh, uh, making it important to be here at the church. Uh, and in God's house, we could be in a lot of places, but you thought it was important to be here. And let me say this, you made a great choice. And I, I love our church. I was on vacation. I went to visit some uh, uh, good churches, but it's good to be home. It's good to be at a, a place where everybody here, uh, we're on the same page and we're going the right direction. And uh, all I see, uh, I follow some of you on Instagram. I don't post much. I look at stuff. And uh, uh, vacation's a good time. And uh, I was ready to come home after vacation, and it's good to be back, good to be back at our church, good to see people, good to have some good music and good singing, uh, and uh, we enjoy uh, Long Beach and being here. I, I've been here since I was 15 years old, and I cannot see myself anywhere else. I was in Florida, land of the free, right? No. <laughs> Uh, we had a great time, and uh, we saw alligators, and uh, my son was there, so we saw a monkey. Um, and uh, no, my son's a he's a he's a, he's a gorilla. Uh, so <laughs> had a great time. We uh, saw some animals, wildlife, and he caught a tilapia, a big one, and uh, brought it in. And uh, I wanted to fish, and I could not fish because either staying in the car in the air conditioning or out in the humidity humidity of the Florida heat. And I said, you know what, I'll stay in the car and I'll pray for him. And uh, But we had a great time. Uh, I love our church. Uh, we went to a lot of good churches while we were up there. Uh, and uh, just uh, glad to be back home. Uh, glad to be in Sunday school and glad to be back at work. You know, it's weird, the... Uh, sad, but the uh, uh, transportation industry, I don't think there's been a time uh, this year where I've traveled or the last couple of years where it hasn't been delayed, uh, rescheduled, or canceled, uh, the flight. And we had 15 people in our family go uh, on our trip, and we were on the tarmac ready to uh, take off for three hours. Hour and a half for them to bring a sticker because one of the stickers fell. Hour and a half. And they brought the sticker, and, and then they closed the door, about to go. He put it on. As he put it on, I was in front row, not first class, but the front row. And the, my neighbor was right there. He could see he's watching. He said, oh, he put the sticker on, and he touched the, old, the other old sticker, and it, uh, it fell off. And the other sticker fell off, and they opened the door back. The guy went out, and uh, another hour and a half, they went to go get the other sticker. The red sticker uh, fell, uh, was uh, gone. They put the red sticker in. The green sticker uh, fell off. It went in the hole. They couldn't get it. They got a new sticker, and by that time, they closed the door. Say, okay, the stewards are ready to take off. Sorry for the, the, the delay. And another steward, uh, stewardess came and said, hey, the, uh, I heard them talking about the, uh, the pilot. And then I turned to my wife. She's sitting behind me. I said, our, our flight's going to get canceled. She said, how do you know? I said, I think the, the pilots are timed out. And sure enough, uh, after they said we we're going to go, a couple minutes later, they said, uh, ladies and gentlemen, sorry, we are going to uh, get back to the gate, and we have to uh, disembark because our, our pilot has timed out. And uh, 
I wanted to take the next flight out, uh, but the next flight to hold all 15 of us uh, was uh, um, uh, 24 hours later, and we got a chance to stay uh, at a nice hotel for uh, 24 hours. So and uh, got uh, free food and everything. So it kind of worked out. So praise the Lord. Uh, the the, ha uh, the cup is half full, not ca half empty, right? Uh, there was a lady that just lost it. She went on the floor. Ah! I'm like, good night. I'm glad I'm not married to that woman. Uh, and uh, I'm like, woo-hoo. Judges chapter 16. Needless to say, we're glad to be home, sleeping in my bed. And had a first day we came. We got, I uh, didn't get to bed till about 3 in the morning. As we got back, we took a red eye, got back, and by the time we showered, put everything away, and then um, uh, I was reminded I had work the next day, and uh, I got up and went to work and uh, had a good time there. Judges chapter 16, and it came to pass, verse 16, and it came to pass when she pressed him daily with her words and urged him so that his soul was vexed unto death that he told her all his heart. Here's a story of Samson and Delilah. Samson, uh, Delilah was there to try to get the, uh, the, the, the secret to his strength. And he gave her false information, and, uh, and, and, and she was upset that, he, that uh, um, Samson didn't tell her the truth. And she nagged and nagged and nagged. He said, you know what, lady, let me go to sleep. I'm going to tell you. And the Bible says here that he told her all his heart. He said unto her, there hath not come a razor upon my head, for I have a Nazarite unto God from my mother's womb. Basically, he says, I've never cut my hair. In verse uh, uh, 38, when Delilah saw that he had told her all his heart, she sent and called for the lords of the Philistines, saying, come up this once, for he has shown me all his heart. Then the Lord of the Philistines came unto her and brought money in their hands. He, she betrayed her own husband. And she made him sleep on her knees, and she called for a man, and she caused him to shave off the locks of his head. In, latter, in verse 20, the Bible has a sad statement here. He awoke, and basically his strength was gone. And he tried to shake things off as before, but it didn't happen. This last statement here, and he wished not that the Lord was departed from him. What a sad statement. The Lord was departed from him. Let's pray. Father, we pray that you bless this time. Bless the next uh, uh, 15, 20, uh, 25 minutes we have together, Lord. Help us to get some things from your word, Lord, so that we can be different, we can be encouraged, we can be changed. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. You know, I've been the youth pastor here for quite some time. And I love to see young people serving the Lord. I love to see especially our former students and uh, 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 kids and uh, teens in our, in our uh, teen ministry that are now adults and they're serving the Lord, uh, just like some of the young adults that were singing here. Uh, Brother Raul was singing up here and, and, and during youth conference as I was sitting over there with the speakers, the, every, uh, just about every person that came to sing up here was a product of our church. They grew up here, they got saved here, and, and they were uh, 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 discipled here, and now they're here serving the Lord. It brings joy to my heart to see young people reaching their potential and being in the will of God for their life. 
we met up with somebody uh, uh, there in Orlando and that uh, uh, one of the teenagers that grew up here in our church and uh, had lunch at their house, big humongous house, and enjoyed the fellowship and it's great to see that they're serving the Lord and playing an uh, instrument in the orchestra in that church and just uh, uh, staying busy for the Lord there in the other side of the country. It's amazing to see um, teenagers that their parents were in my teen department. And now they're teenagers in the, the teen department, and they're going the right direction. It brings me joy to see young people serving the Lord and former students that were, ser- that were serving the Lord and members of the church that are, are actively involved in doing what God has for them to do. Let me say this, church. God has something great for your life. I often uh, mention this is Pastor Esposito's favorite verse. I have not seen, nor ear hath heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things that God's prepared for them that love him. Boy, God has something great for you. I want to encourage you. Don't let the dream die. Uh, parents, don't let the dream die for your, for, for, for your uh, uh, children. And keep serving God and keep being faithful. And you, are, uh, 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 you, you may have adult children. Maybe they're a little bit wayward. Let me say this. Keep on going. Keep on serving the Lord because when they get right with God, they have a place to come to. And uh, parents that still love the Lord and parents that are, uh, have not changed and parents that, 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 that are faithfully serving God. I talked to somebody recently and um, they're telling me, they, they called the church and they're telling me a little bit about themselves. And they told me their last name. And I said, I know that last name. I said, what's your daddy's name? And they told me their daddy's name. I said, I went to college with your daddy. And it was sad. I said, how's your dad doing? He wanted to start a church. He says, told me, he said, Brother Nate, Brother Ross, my dad's not in church anymore. Sad. My dad hasn't been in church. He, something happened, and he just walked away from the Lord. And it broke my heart. And I see a life like that. And I see a life that is in God's will. I wouldn't change it for anything. You may have all the luxuries of the world, but if you're not in doing what the Lord wants you to do, you're empty. You can have all the money. You can have all the fame. You can have all the prestige. That's not going to bring you fulfillment. Fulfillment comes by knowing and doing the will of God, fulfilling the potential that God has for you. Many people will look at Samson and say, man, the Superman of the Bible. This man had a lot of potential. He had Tremendous strength. God's hand was upon him. He was born as an answer to prayer. He was dedicated and had godly parents, parents that dedicated him to the Lord. He was uh, 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 just destined to lead God's people out of bondage. He was supposed to do and to be remembered for doing great things for the Lord. But yet when we remember Samson, some of us remember that. His Great things in killing the Philistines and just, 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 just a powerful man. But when I think of Samson, church, I think of not the beginning of his life, not the middle of his life. I think of the ending of his life. Here's a man with mucho, mucho. Get that my Spanish in there. Mucho means a lot, right? Potential. In Khmer we say, charana. Is that right, Seth? Charana? Yeah, that means very much. I guess. I I don't know if that's proper English. But he had a lot of potential. And at the end of his life, we see him captured by the enemy, grinding wheat. 
a slave walking probably in circle with grinding that wheat. What a sad story. What a sad story of wasted potential and wasted uh, uh, um, uh, uh, potential for the work of God. Church, God wants to do a great thing in your life. God has something amazing for you. God has something that only you can do. And from the foundations of the world, when, he, when you were thought of and when you were uh, in his mind, he knew you. And he had a specific job for you. But the truth of the matter is, a lot of people go through life never finding that full potential God has for them. Are you feeling, fulfilling God's potential for your life? Are you missing the boat? Are you living in your own lust and living in your own way and, 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 and finding your own path instead of walking in a straight and narrow in the path that God has for you? I don't know where you are. I don't know what you're up to. But I know this. God's will is the best. And Samson here lost it all. You can come from a godly home and yet walk away from God. You can come from a sin-infested home, and yet make it for God. Doesn't matter what home you've come in, you can still make it for God. Doesn't matter your background. Doesn't matter the color of your skin. Doesn't matter your economic background. Doesn't matter all of that. God has something special for you. God has made you for a specific reason. And our job is to find it. But most people squander what God has for them for the here and now. Let me give you some reasons why Samson didn't reach his potential for the Lord. Let me say this. Here's the, these reasons are the same reasons that if we're not careful, we're not going to reach that potential for God. Number one here, Samson was disobedient. Obedience is big. Samson was disobedient. As was often the case, uh, uh, because of lack of obedience to God and his word, Lives are ruined. Time after time in, Solomon, uh, in Samson's life, we see him failing to obey, and because of his disobedience, it brought terrible consequences. Your sin will find you out, and whatsoever you sow, that you shall also reap. Samson's disobedience started early. It started often, and it started with disobeying his parents. Let me say this, young people. We have a lot of young people up here. We have a lot of young people over here. The Bible says this, children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. It doesn't have to be good parents or bad parents. The Bible says, children, obey your parents in the Lord. Look, when we got married, uh, my wife and I were dating, and my wife, her parents weren't saved. Praise the Lord, later on in life they got saved. But while we were dating, I told my wife this. At that time, she wasn't my wife. She was my girlfriend. I said, if your parents don't bless or, or uh, want us to get married, I'm going to I'm have to cut this relationship off. Because I believe if our parents aren't for it, God's not for it. Her parents weren't saved. I was crossing my finger, God, please let her parents be for it. <laughs> but there's a time where I had to say, you know what? Spiritual authority is, is God-ordained, and we need to obey. Amen. Obedience is important. In July 1976, an Israeli commandos made a raid at an airport in Uganda, 
103 Jewish hostages were free. In less than 15 minutes, the soldiers uh, had killed all the seven, uh, all seven of the kidnappers and freed everybody. In your mind's eye, I think, man, that is successful. Here they are, seven uh, uh, terrorists kidnapped these uh, 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 Jewish uh, uh, hostages and all 300, uh, 300 uh, or 103 of them successfully got away. That's not the whole story. When they came in, they spoke in Hebrew and told them to get down, get down. Only the people that spoke Hebrew and understood Hebrew understood. Uh, 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 so they all got down and they shot the terrorists that did not understand what to do. When that process, I, I want to say about three Israelis did not listen. And because of this, their disobedience, not even on purpose, they didn't comply right away. They were shot thinking they were one, uh, the, 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 the commandos thinking they were one of the uh, enemies. Here's a life loss because of disobedience. I remember a story when I was a teenager. There was a couple in North Long Beach. A drive-by shooting, uh, uh, the daughter and the boyfriend was outside hugging and on the porch swing. Grandma said, hey, it's getting late. You come in. It's not safe in our neighborhood. Please come in. The grandson said, Grandma, go in. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Rival gang members came and did a drive-by and shot those two dead right there. And grandma was getting interviewed, and she said, you know, only if they listen to me. I just told them a couple of minutes ago, please come in, please come in, please come in. But they didn't listen. Obedience is important. And be obedience to your parents. Obedience, the young people, obedience to your parents is vital. Judges chapter 14 and verse 3, the Bible says this. Then his father said, uh, 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 his father and his mother said unto him, is there never a woman among the daughters of thy brethren and among my people? that thou goest to take the wife of the uncircumcised Philistines? He says, hey, I know you like this girl. By the way, let me say this, you guys. Be careful with the people that you like. You're with around worldly people, you're going to like those kind of girls. Girls, you're with those type of people, and you watch those uh, things and listen to that type of music. You're, that's going to be your appetite. And he didn't want to listen to his parents. And his father and his mother said to him, Is there never a woman among the uh, 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 daughters of thy brother or among thy people that thou goest to take the wife of the uncircumcised Philistine? And Samson said this unto his father. Rejected him and says, Hey, I don't want to even hear it in his mind. He said, Get her for me, for she pleaseth me well. Dad, I'm just hearing blah, blah, blah. Just go get her. By the way, let me say this, parents. Don't bend to the will of your children. Some of us, anytime our Peabody says something, oh, we've got to do it. I, I've got to do this because I've got to listen to them. I've got to listen to them. Do what's right and don't always listen. The, young people ain't got no brains. They ain't got no brains. I have, I have four in my family that are one uh, 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 20-year-old, one 18-year-old, a 15-year-old, and a 13-year-old. Let me say this. I love my kids. Academically, they're a lot smarter than I am. But logically and life-wise, they ain't got no sense. Ain't got no sense. They make stupid decisions. And sometimes I'm up there, I'm like, you sure you want to make that decision? 
well, yeah, I think it's, uh, I'm like, well, think about this real fast. Think about it. Yeah, I'm going to do it. No, you're not. I've got, no, you're not. That's dumb. And then afterwards, they're like, you know what, Dad? Uh, yeah, I, I think uh, this is a better deal here. I'm like, yeah, you know, listen to the old guy. It's all right. <laughs> Samson's parents were godly, but Samson's parents bend to the will of their son. Parents, don't bend to the will of your children. God's plan is for the children to obey and honor their parents. Exodus chapter 20, honor thy father and thy mother, uh, that uh, thy days may be long upon this land. Ephesians 6, children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Often a life of rebellion starts with disobedience. He wasn't only disobedient to his parents, he was disobedient to God. Let me say this, let me put it this way. If you're disobedient to your parents, you're disobedient to God, because God placed them there. In Judges chapter 13, there was a, a, a different, uh, different things that he could not uh, uh, partake in because he was a Nazarite. And he was selected, and God said, I don't want you to do these things. By the way, Christians, God has, chose us, uh, has chosen us by hand. And let me say this, and it is our responsibility to know what God wants us to do and do it. Some of us did dab so much in compromise. And we live as a Christian uh, uh, on this day, and uh, on this day we live like a heathen. And you expect your children to see that and want to be, want to walk in the straight and narrow. It's not going to happen. Samson disobeyed his, uh, his parents. Not only that, disobeyed God. Samson again disobeyed the Lord by eating the honey out of the lion's carcass. This broke the vow that was uh, a, a direct command to him, and he disobeyed it, and he disobeyed it, with some pleasure, he ate the honey. Have you ever heard he was at the wrong place at the wrong time? Oftentimes, people are at the wrong place at the wrong time, sometimes knowing and going to the place that they know they're not supposed to go, but yet they're there. What area are you leaning? You need to learn a strong lesson from this. Sin is a progression, and we will fall in the direction we're leaning. Brother Joseph, can you help me? Come up here. Brother Tim, can you help me? Come on, Brother Tim. Actually, I see. Uh, Brother Raw. Brother Raw, come to Tim, you're good. Tim's good. Look, some of us want to lean into sin. And we want to get as close to sin as possible. There's something called momentum. What? Momentum. Momentum is very hard to start, but very hard to stop. Once it starts, that momentum is hard to stop. You get a train, this big-time locomotive. You put a rocket or something in front of the wheels to chalk it, and it's not going to go anywhere. But once that thing goes, nothing's going to stop it. But here, here we are. Uh, uh, Brother Joseph's going to try to be, come stand over here, man. Just in case Brother Joseph falls, he can fall on nice, soft, uh, come over here. Stand right there. So here's Brother Joseph. He's trying to live right. He's trying to do right. But he's always right there. He represents sin right there at the line where sin is. God wants us to stay away, as far away as possible from sin. So, the Bible says, sin which finish bringeth forth uh, 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 death, right? We're right here. Temptation is not wrong. We're all tempted. 
We're all tempted. Man, I was tempted to do that. That's not wrong. Temptation is not wrong, but sometimes we live right here at temptation. Right here at temptation. By the way, if I'm starving and you bring me to a buffet and you put a ribeye steak right there, some picanha cuts right there, and I haven't been eating, I'm like, you know, a, just a refugee just coming and just needing some food, I, and, I, and you put that right there and you tell me, just smell it, but don't eat it. It's hard. But here's what we do sometimes, momentum. You say, I'm, I'm strong enough as a Christian, I, I just want to live right here. And then I want you, you know who Michael Jackson is? Your wife told you about Michael, Michael Jackson. <laughs> One of the great Christians in the New Testament. Michael Jackson, my wife told me this, because I, I don't know who Michael Jackson is. My wife told me Michael Jackson has this dance that he leans real forward and leans back. I, I, don't, know how, I don't know how to do it. I think, I think Brother Chim does that move sometimes. I see him going, I, you know. People go into his office, they, he, they, he tells them, hey, just beat it. Okay. <laughs> So, we're right here, right now. <laughs> Let me get back over there. So, we're right here. And, Brother Raw, I want you to catch him because I don't want to, just, just right here. I want you to lean as much backward as possible. Go back. Just lean as much as possible. Wait, don't fall, though. No. Don't fall. Don't fall. Just lean as much as you can without falling. Wait, just lean. Uh, wait. So, here it is. If he's leaning, lean forward. Just, no, just lean forward as much as you, you can without falling. And I'm trying to push him back. He's not going to go back. But if he's going that direction of leaning back, go. I just push him a little bit, he's going to go back. You say, why? Because that momentum of leaning. You know, so many Christians are living right here. And, and instead of getting away from that sin and getting away from that disobedience to God's word, they're right there and you're leaning and you're leaning and something comes it just pushes you a little bit. You're right into sin. Let me say this, church. Get away from that. Because if you're away from that and you're as far away from that sin, guess what happens? You just get tempted, and temptation is not wrong, and you're right back over here. That's why, as a church, stay away from sin. Stay away from not only just the sin, stay away from things, thank you, man, that causes you to sin. Look, if I have a problem with alcohol, I'm not going to be around alcohol. I'm not. If I have a problem with pornography, you, you better stay away from uh, 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 technology. If I have a problem uh, uh, with uh, 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 whatever sin it is, stay away from it. Don't dabble in it. Don't be by it because, and, and don't lean towards it because just a little bit of uh, 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 a win of sin comes or a win, a, a big temptation, it just touches you a little bit. Boom. You're leaning that way. You're going to go that way. He was disobedient. Not only to his parents, he was disobedient to God. Lastly, I'm out of time. Samson was destroyed because of his disobedience. We often come to the conclusion and sometimes we think it will happen to somebody else. It won't happen to me. I'm too smart for that. It's not going to happen to me. One of my saddest times as a youth pastor I was counseling a, a, a young person. 
And Brother Joseph, this is what he said. He said, Brother Nate, he said, I want my testimony to be this. God in sin, messed up, and I want to have this redeeming story where I'm right with God, and I want to go and tell people that story. I said, wait, 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 time out. I said, time out. Nobody has that testimony going into it, wanting that testimony. I said, don't you understand there's a lot of guilt and sin and scars and just, uh, 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 just your life. You don't know the problems these guys are going through. Well, he did that. It's been about 20 years. He's not back in church yet. Wants nothing to do with God. He's living a reprobate life. Sin takes you further than you want to go, leaves you longer than you want to uh, uh, stay. And let me say this, sin costs more than you want to pay. There is always a punishment for sin. The Bible says, uh, for the wages or punishment of sin is death. Let me say that. This is, the wages of sin of death is not only death and hell for the unsaved. For the Christian, the wages of sin is death of a fulfilled Christian life. There's always a punishment. He had depletion of power. Man, what a strong man. And yet he couldn't do anything. The saddest moment of Samson's life from some, uh, for some people was that in his final days, he was blind and grinding a wheel. This term is pretty popular. Hey, man, live your best life. Live your best life. Your best life is not lived by doing your own will. Your best life is, is achieved by doing God's will. That best life may have suffering, but that life is amazing if you're doing it for God. Aaron Hernandez. You guys ever heard of Aaron Hernandez? Back in the day, the, during uh, Tom Brady, the New England Patriot, uh, they were probably the best duo of tight ends, uh, Aaron Hernandez and Rob uh, Gronkowski. Um, it, heard, heard of Aaron Hernandez. Aaron Hernandez, I mean, he was set to make millions and millions. and Really good uh, uh, ball player. He killed his fiance's boyfriend, I, I want to say. In the peak of his career, peak of his career, peak of stardom, did this heinous crime, went to jail. They found him in jail, dead. Uh, I, I want to say he hung himself. What a wasted life as far as if, if you're into football. Wasted talent because a stupid decision. Don't wake, waste your life because of dumb decisions. Sin will always find you out, church. And I want to say this. You'll look back and you're going to regret the decisions that were made. Another sad story was Moses. Moses loved God. He led God's people. I mean, man, I can't even touch the helm of his garment. Where was Moses leading the children of Israel, into the what? Promised land. 
His goal and his dream was to get into that promised land. The land of milk and honey. Grapes the size of somebody's big head. I mean flowing. Just great. I mean a land of prosperity. The latter part of Moses' life, God took Moses into a high mountain. Says, Moses, there's Jordan. There's the promised land. His eyes were big. He's like, man, what a land. Moses, I got some bad news. What's that, Lord? You can see it. But Moses, you cannot step foot into that land. Boy, what a letdown. What a kick to the gut. You mean, Lord, I've been leading your people all this time, and I can't go in? And God says, sorry, Moses, you can't. You can see it, but you can't go in. One day, God's probably going to have an 80-inch TV, 8K Ultra, HD, OLED, all that good stuff. I mean, see it right there. He's going to say, Bill, Susie, Tom, Philip, Nathan, this was your life. But you never got it because you didn't reach your potential. I could feel Moses. Maybe his throat is a little bit getting up here because of the emotion. Like, man, I lived for this, yet I cannot go in. How many Christians one day will face God and God would show them this was your life? This is supposed to be your life. Maybe that's in the Bible when God wipes away all our tears. Maybe that's why he's wiping away our tears because of what could have, should have, but never happened because we weren't totally dedicated to what God wanted us to do. We lost our potential. May that not happen to us. May we reach our full potential for the Lord. Let's pray. So many stories of people that should have would have and could have, but never. Because they were disobedient to God and what he has for us. Let me say this. He said, man, I've been serving, I've been serving, I've been serving. I've been obeying, I've been living right. Let's be diligent and do it unto the Lord, not unto man. Let's have our heart right. God has something great for you. Let's fulfill what God has for us. Let's listen to what God has for us and listen to the Holy Spirit when he prompts us, when he convicts us. Heads bowed, eyes closed. Everybody standing together, please. Maybe today we need to make a decision. We need to get back on that road to doing what God wants us to do. Maybe we need to Rededicate our life to God. Say, God, I want the best for my life. I want your best, not my best. You say, Brother Ross, something in the message, the Lord spoke to my heart. The Lord, the Holy Spirit uh, uh, urged me to do something. 
Pray for me. Here's my hand. Anybody like that? Good, good. All over. Good, good. Put your hand down. Maybe today you don't have the satisfying knowledge of knowing and that comfort and that hope of knowing where you're going to go when you die. Maybe today you don't have that peace of God that passes all understanding. You're not sure today that if you die, you'll go to heaven. You're not 100% sure that if you die this moment, heaven would be your home. How many say, Brother Ross, I'm not sure today if I die, I'll go to heaven. I'd like somebody to show me how to go to heaven when I die. Pray for me. That's me. I'm not sure if I'll die today, I'll go to heaven. I'd like somebody to show me how to go to heaven when I, when I die. Is there anybody like that? Is there anybody like that? Father, we pray, Lord, you bless this invitation. Help us, Lord, to have a fulfilled life, Lord, potential that is met for you. If God's spoken to you and you need to do business with God, why don't you take a minute to come to this altar and do some business with God. Come to this altar and say, God, I want to fulfill my destiny for you.